Hello, and welcome to the Inove Conversation. I'm Steve Waltz. And I'm Jeff Pergulski. And Jeff, today we're not going to talk about CRM. <laughs> I, I don't believe it. I do not believe it. What are we going to talk about today, Steve? You know, it's... Uh, uh, we're going to talk about something that a lot of our clients, I'm sure, excited will be excited to, to hear. Uh, we have our friends from Dynamic Web on uh, today. We're going to talk with, uh, we have uh, Sarah Lyons and Ryan Mead on today. Guys, welcome. Great. Thanks so much for having us. We're excited about the conversation. Nice. And we, we've been partners with you for a while. I think uh, I've been here for seven years. I remember one of the first presentations I went to was a, a dynamic web presentation. So, uh, and, you know, just connecting people to, to sell more stuff, right? That's right. Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds about right. I've been here just at about eight years. And I think that goes back to some of our initial conversations with you, you and your team. That's right. Well, great. So tell our listeners a little bit about yourselves and, and dynamic web, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, well, we, Sarah and I both work on our partner team working with companies like Anovia to help identify opportunities for their customers where Dynamic Web can fill a gap or, you know, solve problems. So Dynamic Web at, at its core uh, is an e-commerce platform that also has content management, product information management, and digital marketing all baked together and integrated uh, to ERPs, uh, Dynamics, Microsoft Dynamics Stack, for example, um, especially you know with Anovia customers, we spend a lot of time integrating to BC and and FNO and uh, really Nav even and and back to AX, etc. So that's where we spend most of our time from an integration perspective. Um, and look, because we have that you know everything together inside of one solution, really cut down on some of the integrations that our, our customers are see before they get to Dynamic Web, you know, or they're maintaining a lot of those different integrations. Eden, and so uh, when when I was on your website, so like if somebody's saying, okay, I got all these products, I need to get to the 21st century, I want to sell them online, <laughs> yeah. right? <laughs> and you know, it's not just here's listing my product, here's the price, and buy it. I mean, mm -hmm. your your solution seems so much more powerful than that, right? I mean, it's it, you know obviously connects to Business Central or Nav on the back end on it, but it seems like the capabilities of your system is 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 is, is pretty strong. Maybe you can talk a little bit about some of the capabilities of what you guys do. Yeah, absolutely, and and. You're right, Steve. It's it's more robust than like just a shopping cart, right? I think e-commerce in the past was really just a shopping cart, right? And then there was a, a period of time where people were excited because their shopping cart was integrated to ERP. Well, now there's a lot of solutions out there that you can add stuff to a cart and check out, right? Uh, so I think one of the things that sets Dynamic Web apart, not only do we have that live integration to uh, the ERP for things like pricing and inventory and so forth, we really spend a lot of time, in particular in the B2B space, and in the B2B space, we see a lot of different needs, things that are a little bit more um, robust or, you know, maybe a little bit more complicated than just adding something to your cart and checking out, right? So complex inventory rules. One of the Anovia customers that we work with, for example, they are in the horticulture industry, right? And so they're local greenhouses, right? Local nurseries go on and they buy products from the um, the distributor, but they're buying out like next May and they're filling up a, 
a whole rack, right? They have to fill up a rack. And how big is the plant? How much space does that plant take up on the rack? And I only get my products on our shipments on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So those are the types of things that dynamic web can bring that type of business logic that's supported in BC, but bring that user interface to the dynamic web um, so that customers can can actually experience that and make those buying decisions online. In the past, it was really hard, right? You had to call somebody to place those orders. Um, so a little bit more uh, demand on a sales or customer service team. And we're starting to see the ability to automate some of that and bring that more complex user, um, user behavior to the web. So that's one example, you know, of how we set ourselves apart, um, specifically in the B2B industry. So we'll get uh, one of the things that uh, the conversations we've had with a lot of our clients or prospective clients is we we get some small clients, right? Mm -hmm. They're looking at Shopify or they're looking sure. at, you know, they're looking at other, you know, um, custom made type of things. And, you know, the analytics seem to be more coming up now. Right, because like, all right, we've listed, we sell. Like, you just kind of got into some great examples, right? We wanted them, size, space, and stuff. Uh, but are you hearing more from your clients about okay, you know, I, I can run reports out of Business Central on it, but you know, I want to use the data that we're giving you, and we're we're doing all this to to kind of get more analytics to help us make better decisions. Are you having more of those conversations? Yeah, I think we are seeing a lot of those conversations, Steve, and I think in particular people are using kind of disconnected systems, right? So a lot of times in the web world, a lot of times we have our own um, data sourcing, our dashboards, reporting kind of native to the dynamic web platform, but a lot of our customers are using Google Analytics, for example, or Google Tag Manager or Facebook Pixels, right? They're, they're mm -hmm. using all of these SEO driven tools to increase um, traffic to increase click rates to increase time time on the page um, and so one of the things that we see a lot Steve is where we're taking the data that we're pulling from dynamic web and feeding it into like a power bi for example where then customers that are already using the microsoft suite are you know also then feeding that data from bc for example into a power bi and then pulling in information from like Google Analytics. So we're seeing a move um, to people that are looking for consolidated reporting, you know, and consolidating analytics um, and the ability to, to really feed that data inside, inside of that Microsoft suite is one way that we see people um, solving for that. And, and Jeff, I know you've done a lot of demos. Have you done demos side by side with them? Or have you, have you seen like an evolution over the last several years on what clients are asking more to see when we're talking with them to do a demo for us? Um, I would say that um, in the in the pre-sales process, we have to limit the the scope of how many rabbit holes we go into. So, um, <laughs> so even though in a lot of cases, especially um, for you know predominantly online businesses, that sort of conversation is maybe the most important one. Uh, for a lot of the opportunities that I've worked, it's uh, we don't get into that level of detail, but um, certainly it seems like each and every opportunity has a uh, a component of e-commerce with it. Uh, I think it's just a you know the the uh, um, reality that we live in now. So so I guess for me, um, when I start to figure out. Um, we have customers and prospects who would be who definitely are interested. Um, 
and for those customers, um, for those that are listening, how do you help um, sort of determine the scope of what a project with, um, well, let me take a step back. Um, when we implement, um, it, are are you a partner that that you do your own stuff and then, um, you know, Anovia helps integrate that into the overall project or does Anovia do a lot of that work? Um, how does how does a project start, I guess, um, is would be my first question. Sure. Unpack a few things there. We we start a project by. Um, by partnering with our partners like Anovia. Um, and setting up an initial discovery session with the customer, an engagement that we go through, and I know you all use a similar process, right, as you're going through your ERP discovery. So we, unlike some other um, e-commerce solutions, we spend some time with the customer up front to really flesh out the details that they need, right? We can float a number uh, in terms of what an implementation would be and the cost and the time to deliver it, but at, at early on, we really know very little details. So we typically spend a couple days on site or you know four or five sessions remote. So it's not a lengthy process. You know, it's usually about a week of effort where we get um, get those scheduled, get a solutions architect, project manager, integration engineer, and really go through what the needs are for the customer, driving them to as much base functionality as possible so that we can really help dial them into a more refined statement of work. Um, we, we don't come in or try really hard not to come in with like a low quote. Um, unfortunately, I think sometimes that scares customers away, but we really wanna come in with a more realistic number because let's be honest, nobody likes it when you you double up your project cost with change orders, right? On stuff that you thought was going to be included in phase one. And we don't think it's really good for our Anovia with re, uh, our relationship with Anovia, right? When we're doing things like that either. So we really try to avoid that. Um, and probably a little bit different than how other e-commerce um, solutions go to market. Um, we also have, um, you mentioned Steve, um, other customers that are looking for some are lower cost solutions. There's definitely low cost add to your cart checkout options out there. One of the things that Dynamic Web has done to address that is we've built this really amazing framework of low code, no code starting point. Um, six years ago, seven years ago, when we started working together, um, almost every front end website that Dynamic Web did had a lot of custom elements to it. It was based on our e-commerce engine, but you had to really design the front end. Now, over the course of the last few years in particular, we've made a lot of refinements to have these, this tool set, drag and drop stuff. Even I can build a website, right? I can configure the website by checking boxes and dragging, dragging content, setting up new content, using some of these templates. It's still fully extendable. So sky's the limit in terms of customizations. But for somebody who's looking for a low cost and faster time to market, we've really built this set of tools to help help get out to market quicker for those customers that maybe aren't looking to spend a lot or they want to do an MVP, like a minimal viable product to get live. And then they have a roadmap, you know, to build out future functionality. That, that's great to hear actually having <clears throat> discovery calls with your clients to give them a, a quote that's actually going to have give them what they want. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's it's good to hear because, you know, I mean, we do all that a lot on the partner side, right? We got other partners giving them people quotes and it's like oh oh you wanted to do that because you know hard some of the hardest things is that people want to rush into it all and do it all at once right and totally you got you got to slow people down but having those conversations up front because 
know, we find a lot of times is the customers don't know what to tell us sometimes, and we don't know what to ask. You, you know, so you, it's ERP and and what you guys do. You're, you're learning through that conversation. So is it is it common for somebody that does an e-commerce uh, implementation to really, you know, a year from when they go live, <clears throat> they do a lot more afterwards, or is it pretty much they kind of get set up and 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 hopefully it, it does what they do. I mean, I'm sure it's probably all over the map for you. Totally. Um, you know, for us, e-commerce is really a lot bigger than just a shopping cart, as I mentioned, right? So there's mm -hmm. customer portal functionality, ability for like dealers to pay invoices online, uh, invoice order tracking. A lot of our customers may go live, Steve, with like a B2B simple site, but then maybe six or eight months from now, they're adding a B2C site. Right, or they're expanding to a new market and spinning up a little micro branded site for one of their higher end dealers that wants a look and feel that represents, you know, their brand. For for example, so we do have some customers. Uh, I was actually talking to one yesterday who finished their implementation and then they don't really make many changes for years. Um, and then we have customers who have a really rich, robust roadmap. To where they want to get to market with that minimal viable product and then every you know couple months six months year they're adding on and expanding their digital roadmap and what we don't find is customers that leave us because they hit a limit right sometimes you see that like hey oh, i can't this product that we have no longer really supports our needs to give more robust b2b functionality or to spin up multiple sites with different looks and feels at a reasonable rate you know and so dynamic web our customers typically they they don't leave because they're hitting limits you know we can expand with them as they go forward on that phase next phase next phase next what are the questions you have jeff mm, well it's okay from without getting into uh, too many of the gory details um <laughs> i'm the uh um i'm also the licensing specialist so sure. so how is this um is this does this de like is your solution obviously the project depends on complexity and scope but but the actual um software that connects that um is that uh, is that sold based on a, a certain number of transactions or is there any metric to to how it's sold yeah great question so our license are based on the modules and dynamic web that you use um and how many websites you have to boil it down so if for customers that really want a true content management e-commerce solution, maybe they're not interested in a product information management system because they don't have the rich product information management needs or all their product data is already in the ERP and they're not feeding that data out to third-party marketplaces like Amazon. So we can shut that module off and they don't pay for it. Um, but it's a multi-tenant user or license, so they can have as many people in the back end of Dynamic Web doing work and administrative work, and they can have as many users on the front end, um, and it's not transaction-based, so we're not taking a cut of transactions. Great. Okay, thanks. Um, also, so you mentioned um, this a little bit earlier, but the... Um, so customers that have a like great website right now and mm -hmm. and 
everything is fine. They don't need, you know, they've spent lots of money with a marketing firm or web developer and and they have exactly what they want, but they don't have it connected to their ERP um, in a meaningful way. Um, You can help those customers as well as customers who, you know, have a really horrible website that they want to retool and and connect to their ERP. I mean, do you have that or, or do you not do that part of the project? That's a great question, Jeff. So we, our integration sits outside of the ERP. So when we integrate, we integrate via web services to the ERP. And um, as a result, we can stay out of the way. Like when BC upgrades, for example, you know, Microsoft's path of, of just continuous upgrades, we stay out of the way. Our customers call us and say, hey, you can ignore alerts this weekend because we're upgrading and that's about it. They don't have to touch the front end. So in that way, we're decoupled from the ERP um, and we have our native integration framework. So everything that we connect through is dynamic web native functionality. We don't use like a third-party connector. Mm-hmm. Some of the e- e-commerce solutions are using that third-party connector. So those are some of the pros of helping a customer that wants to revamp their entire website. But for a customer who's already operating and just looking for an integration, we don't do just that segment. Got it. Yeah, we do operate in um, in a headless way. So we there is an opportunity, Jeff, if they wanted to connect to Dynamic Web through our APIs where we could feed information like product data and get order information back and then leverage that to uh, connect through an ERP. Um, so it's possible, it's just not common. Okay. Yep. And that's sort of what was my question. Uh, yeah. As you know, we, um, the sales team at Inovio, you know, we we um, spend time learning um, about these products to the appropriate level of a sales team. Um, yeah. And uh, um, which means not overly technical, but in trying to identify um, opportunities and and where you know when when it comes to a uh, an ask from a customer about yeah e-commerce integrate, you know, where, what's, what's a good fit and when should we be, you know, bringing in dynamic web? How do we qualify the opportunity from a budget perspective and, and all yeah. of those things? So, um, so uh, yeah, I guess understanding this kind of the scope of your projects is, uh, and, and how far, how far they go is helpful. Um, Steve, I'm going to bounce it back to you. Um, don't ask him about CRM, but um, <laughs> but I know I know you have some uh, I know you have some other questions. Well, speaking of well, um, so like I saw on your website, you integrate to like Dynamic for Sales or AX, all these different other products, right? Um, you know, one of the one of the things that uh, you know when I when I thought of Dynamic Web when I first started was that you you guys were well north of six figure integrate, you know, of, of getting you guys set up to go. And what you kind of alluded to earlier was that, you know, you were heavily customized for people's websites. Now you kind of brought that in. It's more out of the box. Having our conversations with our our, our clients are like, okay, you know, we're tell us what you're looking for in this. It seems like over the last several years that you're, you're you know, where your price points have come down quite a bit. Right. Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. and, and, and I think some of that, and maybe you can, you know, touch on a little bit that, you know, because some of the clients that we have are like, maybe they don't need a portal in the back end for their vendors, right? But it has that capability. and But maybe they're going to grow into it. 
So I think maybe you can tell us a little bit more of the la- what you've done the last couple of years to kind of bring that price point down to, to where it's more to, hey, we're, we're, we're below six figures on, yeah. on, a, on a project. Yeah, that's a great that's a great question, Steve. So we definitely have some starting point op- options that are south of six figures. So that's a great place for us to be fought hard to get there. Some of the things that we did, again, those tool sets that we have that lay on top of our framework that give that drag and drop what we call configurations, right? And I think we're seeing a similar move like in the BC space, right? They're trying to do more things, BC, Microsoft in particular, right? On staying with standard functionality, trying to do more things with less customization needs right and and dynamic web is driving that same message let's use and challenging our customers differently than we did six years ago as well right to say hey our platform could do that but if you did it like this instead it's going to do it with a click of a a button (laughs) instead of you know four hours of development work so we've changed our our uh, kind of methodology on how we talk to customers too about what's supportive natively um that rich tool set that I mentioned earlier, the drag and drop functionality has helped a ton and that gets more rich every year as we're adding new features and new functionality. Um, And then our integrations, right? So in particular with BC, we're seeing a lot more streamlined integration than when we were integrating, let's say seven years ago to AX. And every time you encounter a new environment, it's just, just spread full of customizations. And so that BC just mindset and the what's available out of the box in bc has really also helped us to streamline our integrations which ultimately then keeps costs down as well so i think in those three areas our approach um, the tool set that we've built out and uh, streamlining our integrations is where we've seen a lot of our cost savings to help people get to that mvp now are you we, we can't do 15 websites and uh, rich product information management and some of those things all for that price, right? So there right. is that idea of a starting point though, that can still be um, cost effective, but not where customers aren't gonna have to replatform in three years because they hit a ceiling, right? They're gonna mm-hmm. be able to get to market now and then over time they can build out and add that additional functionality. And I know you guys came to our, our customer conference. You know, one of the things that we do with our clients is, you know, we try to make them as self-sufficient as they can can be, right? Because the yeah. the more that you have all this technology and ERP is, you know, the, the capabilities are, it's just quite a bit. And and using a lot of times when I talk with prospective clients that come over, they feel like they weren't trained correctly or they know the system that well. I mean, how do how do you guys in, engage, like say Postco Live, with your clients? Do you do yeah. a lot of you do a lot of education and training with them? I mean, how do you guys stay in touch with your? I'm kind of curious on how you stay in touch with with their with the client. Yeah, we have actually kind of a gamut. Um, so, Inovia, one of your customers, um, actually wanted to do all the implementation themselves as well. <laughs> so mm-hmm. there's there's a end of the spectrum where we came in, spent a couple of weeks, really went through a few weeks of support, um, met them at the customer conference, which by the way was great, and really excited to see the big turnout this past year. That was exciting, you know, as people are getting back on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we actually had a chance to connect with him there, and they've been running Dynamic Web now for uh, a couple years, probably two or three years now. And they implemented it themselves, and they use our documentation website to continue to roll out new features and new functionality. Uh, that customer is pretty hands-on and not the norm, right? But, but our common approach for customer engagement, especially after go live, is we want to give them the keys to the kingdom, 
right? We don't want them to have to call us because they need a new page on the website or because they want to change an image or change a text, right? We've heard these horror stories of people like, we just need to change our operating hours <laughs> on the website and we got to put in a ticket to get some text changed. Um, so we really do want to train them. We train them in advance of go live to how to use their system. We have the customer engaged in the process. We'll build typically, we'll build the first or two, two or three um, templates or versions of pages and then train their team how to do it. So they're actually a hands on um, as part of the project implementation to start to use those tools to build out additional content. At least we encourage it. We, we don't always go down that path, but we encourage them to get hands on while the project's in place because then they know more after the project goes live. Um, after the project goes live, we have a great support desk that's here. It's US based and so they can contact us and get more support, more training, um, you know, making sure they get visibility to new releases that are coming out, what's included in those new releases. Uh, so those are all part of our post go live communication. Oh, very nice because it sounds like kind of our, you know. Our client base, we have some clients that have developers. Right, and sure. we we kind of train them and then turn them loose like you, but we got some that they don't have IT. They want us to That's do totally everything. Right. And, the, and then yeah. the majority are, are kind of in between that, right? Exactly and, right. You know, on that. So that, that that's good to hear because it's, you know, I, I always think of, uh, you know, I had a client that uh, um, they just came over recently and they want to do an, an implementation and we're talking about budgets. And what I told him, I said, well, you might want to budget whatever you spend 25% the next year for, you know, to spend his, his eyes light, lit up. <laughs> you know, it's like, what do you mean? I go, well, it's, it, you know, if you research it out there, it shows that after a, a major ERP implementation, that that's a, that's a typical average for a budget for the first year. Mm. So I never heard that before, right? I'm like, well, just because what happens is you got this shiny new toy, right? And, oh, it can do that. Right. <laughs> you know, I, or I can... There's a capability here that, oh, we, we didn't realize that during or as you go through that implementation process, you know, they're they're learning that your system can do more than they thought. And you know, that's maybe down the road type of project. But I think having those conversations, right, and staying engaged with the client, it sounds like yeah. you, you, what you guys do. That's, you know, that's 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 very important, you know, because they people want to be led, right? They, they, yeah, because they, they're buying a, a whole new system or they're investing in a dynamic web. And I think as they go through the journey, as I like to call it, they're, they're realizing, yeah, you know, I thought I wanted that in the beginning, right? <laughs> but I kind of want something different, right? And that those are conversations we have all the time with our clients, yeah. Yeah, we commonly come out of even that initial discovery phase, right? We come out of that with, hey, here's what we're going to go tackle for this go live. And then here's already some ideas. And oftentimes those ideas change, right? Because the market shifts or because something else becomes a priority. So we often see some of those things push out and other things pull back in. But I think product information management is a really good example of mm -hmm. customers not knowing what they don't know as they're starting to get the tool. So I think there's something like 54% of B2B companies have plans to invest in a product information management tool. Nice. And when you look at that, what are they doing with product information management today, right? It either all some lives in BC or in their ERP, or at least as much as they can house without doing a lot of customizations, right? So they may be limited in product information that's available for their ERP. 
Um, or they're managing in like 5,000 spreadsheets that they're sending around via email or on SharePoint, right? And they're updating it. And then who has in different departments are updating the spreadsheet with different product lines. And all of a sudden you're totally out of alignment on what is the master source of truth for this product, especially if it crosses over different departments. And so that's a great example, Steve. A lot of times people start with dynamic web, they start with an e-com, they start with content management because they know they need those things, right? They know they need to get their, their movement online and, and increase sales online and make sales online easier for customers that want to buy at times that are, you know, convenient for them without having to call a sales rep during your business hours. But they start seeing this like, oh, wow, if I added these additional product information, man product fields, I'm going to be able to give this customer more information that they're calling my customer service team today to get, right? They're calling for a spec sheet. They're calling for a technical um, PDF, a, a design documents. You know, they're calling for CAD drawings. They're calling our sales team. They're calling our customer service team. They're calling our engineering team to get that data. Well, if we had that data available in a repository, we could just feed it to the web. And when they log in, because of their login, they can see that data. So we, we can really reduce the calls to internal customer teams, you know, and let them focus on things that are really important to them to help drive business or reach new markets or, or you know, account management with their sales and, and less of this, you know, yeah, here, let me email you a document, <laughs> right? So, but they don't know that because they've never used a tool like that to help them with their business processes. So I think it's just one small example of, as you said, you get this new toy and you start being able to realize all the new things that it could possibly do and how it could help your business. So we're, we're trying to give some customers thought leadership around, here's what we see in the market. Here's what the consulting companies that we work with, here's the trends that they see that are coming. Um, have you guys thought about doing this? How are you doing it today? Could you save time if you do, did it different? You know, all of those conversations to try to paint some vision, uh, help them with their digital roadmap. Uh, Steve, you mentioned a marketing manager, right? Their content manager, their email manager, their product information manager. They're wearing all those hats at some of these companies uh, because they're a one-person show trying to keep their entire e-commerce um, world running. So how do we help them, right, by some of the tools and things that we're, we're hearing to help drive them and encourage them to be thinking about the future? You, you talked about your PIM. So is that inherent or is that something you connect to? No, it's a native product information management tool, um, fully functional. Mm -hmm. um, we actually had some strong partnerships with other PIM organizations seven, eight years ago when we first started with Inovia. Um, but what we found is that 90% of the PIM uh, is e-commerce database fields, right? If we want to get technical, it's just, it's, it's e-com tables with product information. Well, guess what? Dynamic Web already had all those. So we were able to take those. Now what we did though, was we built this really great uh, set of tools on top of that, those database fields. So we created this user interface that makes for things like bulk editing, multi-editing, language translating, um, you know, rich fields that are website specific, but you don't need in your ERP like meta fields for keywords or titles, descriptions, stuff that SEO is going to pick up on or search engines are going to pick up on and are important to search engine optimization. Um, that stuff, you know, pulling that into the dynamic web platform. So we built it. It's been out now, gosh, probably three or four years um that we've been using it but yeah it was a an internal build we pulled in some experts from the field and, and went to work well have it i mean for our listeners that's that's a huge advantage because you're not connecting to another family right? oh, you, it's included. 
It's, yeah, you're not kidding. Jeff, it's like the relationship management with Inside Business Central. It's in. It's, it's already in there. <laughs> it's in there. <laughs> there you go. It's there. It's yeah. a. It's amazing when you you can't <laughs> underplay that though, Steve. Right? Because you think about integrating. If you had a separate PIM or separate relation management system, right? You have to integrate to that, maintain that integration. But that's not just for e-commerce to the PIM, right? You're also now having to integrate from your ERP to the PIM and maintain that integration and maintain that maintenance over time. So that's, I think one of the big values of if you're gonna use a PIM and you're and you're looking for e-com and uh, content management, having all that together, it's a single integration, uh, way lower maintenance over time and, and lower cost over time. Oh, exactly, exactly. So Jeff, I'm running out of questions. Okay, so um, <laughs> so I have, I have two questions left. Sure. And, um, uh, do you want the easy one or the hard one first? Man, I'll take the hard. Let me let me okay. get the fastball. All, right. All right. So, um, well, maybe this is easy for you. Um, do you, for for customers who are considering an e-commerce integration project, do you have um, tools or metrics that can help define an ROI on that? Yeah, we do. We have um, a cost calculator actually available on our website that uh, customers can link to and, and go through a process to try to get some initial cost and return on investment expenses. Um, the real value comes in, in talking with some of our people uh, to talk through because then we can have those conversations, Jeff, about um, roadmap, right? What's your cost today? Okay, and then if you add this over time, if you add this over time, if you add this over time, we can really talk about that total cost of ownership over time and where efficiencies are gained, uh, not only with the first implementation, but in the second and third and fourth as you add those and, and what other systems can you remove. Some of that a tool can't do by itself, but we definitely have right. those tools available. Okay, yeah, and that's sort of, you know, like framing the, because um, I mean, even sometimes investing in an ERP, um, project upgrade or re-implementation like how do we you know it's difficult for us sometimes to put numbers around that you know and and so i'm wondering if is is it like certainly i'm expecting efficiency gains um, using your tool to integrate but then also maybe you see like improved sales um, because you've got oh, yeah. more information and so it's a combination of those sort of metrics that uh, that you're talking about yeah, absolutely. Right. You're increasing sales and we have not only the ability, like I said, to bring on some more complex business logic. Right. If your if your customers are calling you to order parts or order like simple products that that can be automated if you're and we can leverage business logic if it already exists to do more complicated things, even to automate as much of that business cycle. That's an increase in sales and a decrease in cost. Right. Because your salespeople then are going out to build market with new customers and building relationships with existing customers instead of writing down a, a you know 50 item order number uh, and a parts order right gotcha. so let them spend time on where they can and then definitely decreased costs as it relates to customer service as it relates to product information management as it relates to automation so just inherit and in integrating your solution is going to cut down on some of the manual work that we see customers coming to where they're putting orders in a system or updating manual information in two places their erp and their website that's a huge uh, cost savings especially for customers who aren't integrated to their e-commerce solution today 
Um, but then you also get some big improvements with things like abandoned cart emails, right? Things that we can automate marketing, targeted marketing to targeted audiences where you can drive recommended products, new product releases. Um, because dynamic, not to get too much in the weeds, but because dynamic web has all this data all in one place, right? We have content information. We have, what are you doing on the website? What are you buying on the website? What are you buying in your ERP? What are you doing in email marketing? What products are you looking at? We have all that data available. So now if you're a marketer, you can send some pretty targeted messages to customers to say, you bought this product with a customer service rep six months ago, here's an accessory product, or here's a new product that just came out that, um, so you can really go after some of that targeted. And that's another way, uh, just one example, Jeff, of how to increase sales, right? Gotcha. All right. All right. Then my final question, this should be easy, but in the seven or eight years that you've been around Dynamic Web, um, what has been uh, a, a favorite project of yours that you've been involved with or that the company did? Um, and if it's um, if it's not an Innovia project, Steve is going to have to cover his ears. Um, but uh, I'm good, Jeff. But just I'm like good, I like I like finding out about, you know, because <laughs> the breadth of of nav customers i've worked with is it's there's all kinds of weird companies that do really amazing things using the software so i'm wondering just like if you have a project that stands out for some reason well i'm going to use uh two projects and they're dear to me um, one is a major rv manufacturer um, a leading rv manufacturer in the united states and the other is a, an agriculture grain processing company um, and both are from iowa and that's where I originate from. So our family yeah. farm, uh, one of them is uh, 45 minutes from our family farm and used to play their team in soccer uh, when I was in high school. Uh, and the other company is uh, just about an hour and a half away from our home. So those have both been near and dear to my heart, especially as I've had a chance to build relationships with their team members and uh, in some cases get out to visit uh, their, their on-site uh, locations. So. Uh, I'm I'm going to take a kind of a personal spin on that question, Jeff, and give you give you those answers. They've been great. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, that's yeah, that is a uh, certainly in, in I, I bet, you know, helping those um, businesses out and, and seeing, you know, making a using your tool to make a positive impact in their businesses uh, to people that you, you, you know, feel neighborly towards. That's uh, that's probably really cool. Something we yeah. don't get a, uh, a chance to do too often, uh, you know, just because we're all spread out so far. So, yeah. all right, um, Steve, that was it for me. Um, I think, uh, um, I think I'm done. You know, when you're talking about the cart, I, I tell my wife, I said, if you go buy something, abandon the cart because you'll get a, you'll get a discount shortly after. Yeah. That, that, you think people that, would know the trick, Steve? Yeah. Well, yeah, you're ahead of the like, curve. Well, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's crazy because I think a lot of people figure that out and learn that by doing, because uh, I can't, it wasn't more so of doing this. It was like in the next day you get an email, you know, it sounds like what you're talking about. You said the logic, right? If they abandon the cart, they get an email. Yep. 24 hours or whatever time you determined, you know, on that. And, I don't know if that's how common that is, but I just, I learned the hard way. I'm like, boy, if I had to swing another day, I get 15% off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The statistics are actually relevant on how you can convert abandoned carts to real carts. And some of that might be a combination of people picking up or knowing the trick, but I think there is a lot of, of math and statistics that show that people just, they get busy, they walk away, they forget about it. And if you can entice them with a little nothing, right? A 5% off. 
or right. something like that, it really can capture more business. And to be able to do that in an automated way where you don't even have to think about it, even even better. Not that I would share that or tell other people that. It's just between Surely us. Surely not on a on an internationally <laughs> syndicated podcast. <laughs> nice. Well, right. It's been a lot of great information, um, and it's you can hear the passion coming out uh, mm-hmm. uh, of what you guys do, and you know we've enjoyed our relationship with with you guys over the years. And um, maybe you can tell our listeners how if if uh, if they're interested in learning more about your your offering. Uh, where to go and how to get in touch with you. I mean, obviously, if you're an Anovia client, you want to reach throughout your with your customer engagement specialist, your account manager, yeah. and you know we'll, we can connect it. But if they want to reach out to you direct, how would they how would they do yeah. that? Yeah, great. That that's a great question, Steve. And I'll, I'll echo that. We have amazing relationships with y'all's customer engagement team and your account management team. So by all means, you know, reach reach out to those folks, and we're in close contact with them on a regular basis. Um, or you can reach out directly to me at RME. Ryan Mead, M-E, so it's R-M-E at dynamicwebusa.com or info at dynamicwebusa.com uh, more generically. You can definitely get online and there's ways to request information from our website, dynamicweb.com. I was trying to get them to get me a smaller dynamicwebusa.com, a smaller trailer after my at sign, but unfortunately that's our domain, so I couldn't get that shortened up for us. Gotcha, and they can find you on LinkedIn also? Definitely on LinkedIn, myself, Ryan Mead, or Sarah Lyons. We're both on LinkedIn there, and you can keep your eye on upcoming events as we um, we communicate those uh, through there pretty regularly. Well, great. If you reach out and, you, and it's because of the podcast, let them know. It was the Anovia Conversation. Uh, uh, Ryan, Sarah, we appreciate it. Obviously, you can listen to this podcast on our website at anovia.com. You can follow us on LinkedIn. And Jeff, this podcast is over. <laughs>